Hey guys, welcome to our podcast where we watch all of the Marvel movies in the MCU and then we come together and talk about it, what we liked, what we didn't like. My name is Rob. Rinaldi. Elise. And I'm Fergie. And today we are reviewing Thor. Thor, Odin's son, is the crown prince of Asgard. He is on the verge of being crowned king. However, he must swear an oath to his father to protect the Nine Realms at the cost of himself. Unfortunately, due to an attack from the Frost Giants, Thor is exposed as someone as impatient, angry, and prideful. Therefore, his father, Odin, banishes him to Earth in order to learn a lesson in humility so that he can be worthy once again to wield the power of the weapon Milner, given to him as a sign of his kingship. However, his brother Loki seeks the throne of Asgard for himself. So he engages in a manipulative scheme that not only puts Thor's life at risk, but those of the allies he's made on Earth and his family. Will Thor rise to the occasion and be worthy to not only save Asgard, but to save the humans that he's befriended on Earth. Well, we'll find out. Yeah, I guess we will find out. Well, he has to an occasion. He did something to an occasion. Uh, what uh, What did we find out as far as reviews? What did people say about this movie? Well, I uh, found one review here from Entertainment Weekly, um, dated back in 2012, and this is by Owen Gleiberman. And I will read about half of this review. It's pretty short. But Gleiberman says, Thor, played by the Australian newcomer Chris Hemsworth, with a bulked-up swagger, absurdly noble eyes, and a killer grin, is a stud muffin Viking Hercules who is born to royalty in the realm of Asgard. After crossing his father, Odin, in a fit of youthful peak, He gets stripped of his powers and is sent through a wormhole, which crash lands him in the New Mexico desert. On Earth, Thor is rescued by a team of scientists, and he is almost childlike in his ability to cause trouble without trying. He speaks in incongruously formal King's English, in parentheses, I need sustenance, Yet the movie, though it's often a funny god-out-of-water origin comedy, has a stirring emotional core as well. It keeps returning to Asgard, where Brana stages the political familial infighting centered on Thor's treacherous brother, Loki, like an intergalactic gladiator. The director also proves an unexpected maestro sorry, can't read, <laughs> of digital effects, a crystal bridge, a race of scaly blue gargoyles who can turn any one they touch into ice. On our planet, the film doesn't have much of a plot. Thor must retrieve his weighty hammer, uh, the focus of a government security crackdown, and he does a battle with a grand fire shooting metal monster. Yet Thor turns its hero's confusion about who he is, where he belongs, and why he has these dot, 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 feelings for Portman's feisty Jane Foster into touchingly overscaled coming-of-age kicks. It's not art, but it's mighty fun. 
he gives it an A minus. That's his oh wow! Wow, yes. that's a good know one. That, I don't know this reviewer. I, I, I follow a lot of reviewers, but that one I don't know. But that's that's interesting. What did he say about his eyes? I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> oh wait, wait, wait! Let me read his absurdly noble eyes. <laughs> <laughs> absurdly noble i've never heard of that (laughs) that's a good one so the review i found was from two months ago it's from your girl katie rose and she said i like it but there is minimal action and well let's just say we call it a chick flick movie it's basically hallmark for superhero slash marvel fans so if you want any action or cool fights look somewhere else but if you want romance, go for it. Wow. Hmm. That was short. Too. Yeah. yeah. No. She made- I guess I, I guess I saw that too watching this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what did we think? What would we grade it? Ooh. Tough. It was tough for me to figure out what to grade this. Yeah. Ultimately, I'll, I'm gonna go. I went into this because I, you know, like I said, I marathoned these movies before Infinity War came out, and I I remember watching this at that time and giving it a B minus, uh, B as in boy. And I'm gonna go the same again um, because the Loki stuff is amazing. I love it. And I don't like Jane at all. I wish it was just Dr. Selvig. Like, I wish... Because that's all you need. This brother taught her everything she knows. So you don't need him, her to explain the science. He could just do it. He'd be like, yo, Thor, let's get, some, let's get a beer. I'm going to break some things down to you so you can take out Loki. All right, brother, good luck. Bam. And then he'd go back and deal with Loki. Like, we don't need her talking to him and sitting by the fire and holding his hand. Like, oh, my God, he's so strong. Like... We don't need that. So, unfortunately, because of her, this movie is a B minus, and, and at the expense of Loki, who put in some work in this movie. Anyway, mm, yeah, he did. He really did. B minus. Yeah, that that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I think somewhere between a B minus and a B, but I think I'm probably gearing more towards the B minus. Yeah, let's say it's B minus because I I think, yeah, it was a pretty standard origin film, but it didn't, it kind of, it lacked a little zing, Mm. but it was, but it was fun. It was fun. Kind of like um, what this reviewer said, you know, just talking about like the comedic points and things like that. I think that, um that um Chris Hemsworth and Tom Hiddleston I think they're they're pretty compelling and that's what keeps you looking at the screen I wasn't a big fan of of Jane either <laughs> more so because you know I don't know it was just kind of like as soon as homeboy came on screen she was in love and i was like oh gosh <laughs> give it time I, man so but, are women that shallow he's really physically yeah. fit and all of a sudden <laughs> i i i can't be without you you can't you can't leave we, we gotta I be mean, together forever 
hey man, if you allow me to be honest, I'm gonna be real with you. He's hot, but I'm yeah. just where's the <laughs> it still was kind of shoulders. Like, Can you close your mouth? Oh, man, so I was just open the whole time. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, so um with that being said, um I liked it. It was fun. B minus. Yeah, I was going to say, I agree with you, Elise. I, I'm in that B minus B range, but leaning more towards a B, just based on the other movies that I rated. Because I gave um, The Incredible Hulk originally a B minus, then I lowered it to a C plus, and then I gave Iron Man 2 a B minus. And I think this movie is just a tiny bit better than Iron Man 2. There were some really funny parts that I, I, I actually laughed out loud. Um, and like just Thor's like that fish out of water thing is just really entertaining. And, um, Loki is awesome. Um, the way that we're introduced to Asgard is also awesome. So that whole world was just really interesting. So it's just like a slight step above Iron Man two, but I agree with everyone with the whole Jane thing. I'm like, she's kind of annoying. Um, I'm like, why are you here? First of all. I also don't like in a lot of superhero like TV shows or movies how like the quote unquote nerdy girl is also just really pretty girl with like glasses. Yeah, she's really attractive. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I've never seen a really attractive scientist before. I, I want to know oh. where they live at. I need to find they don't out. Exist. You know how long it takes <laughs> to get a PhD in astrophysics? Yeah. Like it takes <laughs> ten right. years. Yeah, like, I mean, she she just she's pretty. She like so she, I don't know. She like she's not even thirty years old. <laughs> so I I wasn't like totally sold. I'm like I'll play along for the sake of the movie. I also don't understand their romance. Um, definitely mm-hmm. he is hot, but I don't know. It's just shallow. I think yeah, it's just really shallow love. I just that's that's pretty much it. Um. Yeah. yeah, so I would say like B minus B. Okay. Yeah, I would give this a solid B uh, for a lot of the same reasons why you guys would give it the grade you give it. Um, I think this was a solid, well, not solid. This was a decent origin mm-hmm. movie uh, for part one, and it's really hard. I, if I were directing a Thor movie, I can see how difficult that yeah. could be. Yeah. Um, it's one thing to try to make an Iron Man movie or even make a Captain America movie or whatever. But to make a Thor movie, that is it's it's difficult to put that on the big screen. And so I think they were trying to I think that they were trying to put elements that are gonna suck people in um, at the at the general audience level which is why we get the quick romance, which is why we get um, some other things that I have written down here. But I think what really worked was Chris Hemsworth knocked it out the park um, with the work. And then um, Loki establishes himself as someone to, to watch and pay close attention. Charismatic. Um, Very charismatic, very charismatic. Um, And I liked Selvig and I liked Coulson um, we get we get some some Easter eggs going yep. forward mm-hmm. with with the bigger universe and everything, which I thought was good. Um, and this movie does a great job setting that up. But uh, this movie does suffer from some basic 
character development things involving other parts of the movie, which I'll talk about later. But uh, I would, because of that, I would give it a B. It's a good movie. If it's on TNT, I'll watch it. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's it's a, it's a perfect. Like, yo, I don't got much going on. Let me just flip through the channels. Oh, it's on TNT. Yeah. Yeah. It also holds up because I feel like the last time I watched it was what back in 2011. It's been mm. almost 10 years. Um, I still enjoyed it. Yeah. I still have good memories of it, and I would watch it again. Yeah. yeah. Finally, we got like a real villain, man. After these other movies we were doing, we got an actual villain. Um, you know what? What's crazy is that as we were talking about our reviews. And the things that we didn't like as much and the things that we really liked and that, you know, we enjoyed about the movie, the villain was not a part of that discussion. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, let me ask you, who, who exactly was the villain? In I was about to ask. I have no idea who the villain was. <laughs> okay, well, I, I'm being, I'm being Cause technical. It, it, cause it's, it's a convoluted story. I'm being technical. Like for Technically, Loki is the villain, but yeah, you're right. It is more convoluted than that when you actually go through the movie. Because both yeah. sides have good points. Like, Loki had good points, Thor had good points, and they're brothers, so it's really a family drama. So, mm. But it was compelling. It was more compelling than, like, you know, Obadiah and, you know, Vanko and... and Dark brother that couldn't even see during the Hulk movie at the end really? fight. <laughs> yeah. a, a shadow, shadow man, because that that scene was dark. <laughs> it was better than that. That was more compelling conflict. Yeah. Now, how was it that the villain was like, like what part does he play in this? Because because I think at the beginning of the movie, uh, you find out that it's it's two kingdoms trying to merge, but it's more but it's more internal king and leadership thing or whatever, yeah. right? And then halfway through the movie, you find out that Loki is kind of in on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like he's being deceitful. Yeah, doesn't... Yeah, like very deceitful. Doesn't then the villain only serve to show that Loki's adopted? Oh, yeah, because Laufey, you could argue he's the villain because he's the one trying to kill Thor. And he's adopted. Yeah. Uh, he and, and Loki was adopted. Yeah, so it's it's tough to define exactly who the villain. Yeah, is no, that's a good point. In this movie, I mean, uh, we know who it is. We know, but like, it seems like you know how like movies have an A plot, B plot, maybe C yeah. plot. Yeah. This was like a like a G. <laughs> like, yeah. Like like watching this movie, maybe and it's maybe it's because as a viewer, I'm not looking. For those kind of things um, as a movie, all that internal dialogue. Um, but if I'm not invested in the movie, I'm going to miss all that. Oh. I'll see the villain's face. I'm like, okay, I guess he's a villain. But I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I missed it. Maybe I was watching this while I was working on stuff. So maybe no, no, you bring up a good point. I, I totally missed that. Or at least missed looking at it from that perspective. So you brought up a new perspective. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I think um, I think I said something along this these lines in like a a previous podcast that like I I want to put more of like the the term of antagonist on him rather than villain 
just someone who opposes mm-hmm. the protagonist but isn't necessarily like villainous or evil it's like yeah. Just, yeah. just difference in view or motive um is probably what i would call them i don't know i agree with that yeah you know the thing about this movie is i think it, i think it reveals that they're both immature because, like, the mm. first half, they kind of play it like, oh, Loki is the more reasonable one that thinks things through. And Thor is kind of the jock that just fights. Like, he's the jock, the bro the bro dude, the frat boy. Loki's, like, the nerd. But in reality, they're both immature. Like, that's kind of what the movie kind of reveals towards the end. It's just Thor was mm. willing to apologize for it, and Loki doesn't want to apologize for his immaturity. Mm. We'll talk about our boy Heimdall. <laughs> yeah that line was fresh man he was like loki was like you dare disobey your king and he's he looked Heimdall's like i don't see a king here so therefore so therefore so therefore i don't have to obey you and he tries to go back and then you know loki got him but still just that line was dope that was my one of my favorite lines in the movie he's like i don't see a king a here. Good one. so therefore i don't have to obey you <laughs> Mm. But you know he had a small part, but you know he 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 tried to make the most of it. Yeah. I also noticed, and I know I'm jumping ahead, but um, I I was a little bit thrown off now watching this movie by again his voice. by by his voice, the way he's talking. Yeah. He's talking very formal, not even, uh, but monotone. If anything, like he he doesn't sound like. The Heimdall I remember watching. It's like a little intimidating um, and also a little formal, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like his voice sounds like that. Hey, like if his voice had a voice, <laughs> it would say, it, it would say, my role is not as big as it should be. <laughs> yeah. That's what, it, that's what his voice sounds like to me. Like, like it's the generic, like, no, you're the guardian. You're the, you're the gatekeeper. Yeah type voice but there's no flavor and no character in the voice. Mm. but i will say that only happened in the beginning of the movie because then like halfway through and then later on he starts like really coming through because he's just like yo i see right through you Loki. like yeah don't i think that's what i don't know i i noticed a change in him because when he realized like loki was being dishonest he started to be more assertive because i think he took on the role in a very traditional way. Like, okay, this is my role as a guardian. I have to be, I have to follow the protocols because Odin, he's a serious guy. But then when Loki started doing some stuff, he was like, okay, I got to really confront him and just cut all the formality out and be like, bro, what are you, what are you really doing? Cause you acting mm-hmm. mad shady. You acting mad shady out here, man. Yeah. So, I mean, that could have been an intentional thing on his part or maybe he just got some direction midway as they were filming mm-hmm. and, yeah either or like, there's more to you <laughs> we 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 watched we watched your past movies we watched he, uh, he was on the wire man he was he was a star. yeah yeah i was gonna say we watched the wire. <laughs> i was gonna say is this, is this role beneath him or is it right where he's at 2011 was he popular? Kind of. He was a rising star. He wasn't popular yeah, he was yet. There. He was he was building himself up. Yeah. Because the wire ended like three years before the movie came out. So. That and he was like the star of that. He, I think that that made him like pop on people's radar. Mm-hmm. 
So he needed mm. to get movie roles to capitalize on that show's success. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I just think that, like, I don't, yeah, I don't think that role is beneath him. I thought that role, it, okay, here's why I think the role was not beneath him, but right where he needed to be. Anything larger than the role he played, he may have been stuck in Marvel movies. A good point. Mm-hmm. Good again. Yeah, if he so, wasn't so Heimdall. So, I'll, I'll, if he was, if he was a greater character... As an actor, Idris Elba would have a more difficult time finding work in other movies. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think I think the role that he was in perfect. was perfect. Yeah, for him. yeah, that's true. Because people won't be like, "Oh, he's that guy from Thor." Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He's stuck. Yeah, but but then he could also say, "I was in yeah. Thor." Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. He's a good agent. Yeah, he probably. Yeah, that's some actors yeah, have great agents, man. But like, yeah. were there any side characters that you uh, like that you, or did you, or did you have a favorite side character, or were all the side characters kind of not really on your radar? I'm gonna, I'm gonna save my comments on that. Okay. Later. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say, who are the other side characters besides like Heimdall, um, like the Asian guy? His, so you crew. could just say the Warriors Three or the crew, the Warriors Three, the crew. You could just kind of lump them together, and then you had the uh, the scientist, I guess you could say, and then you had the Shield or Coulson. You could just say Coulson because the other mm. Shield hated, like, agents didn't have a lot of dialogue. <laughs> I love that. I love that joke so much. <laughs> That joke is on such another yeah. level. Like, okay, nothing worked in the audio cut out. So, 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 towards the end, uh, Rinaldi, if you can, if you can hear me, uh, oh. after after the destroyer uh, got destroyed, um, and I think Thor was about to leave, but Coulson stops Thor, and they're in the middle of talking, and Thor Thor basically calls him. He goes, "Listen, son of Cole." And it was like so casual yeah, the way he said it. Slipped it, it in there. Yeah. I was like, oh, it was. He just slipped. It just slipped. Yeah. It. It's like if we, if we were not paying attention, yeah, we would miss it completely. Funny. But the joke is yeah, genius. That was funny. I think we yeah. lost like two minutes straight. Like we had to pause. The yeah, we were we were, we were oh, dying. I love that. That was my favorite. <laughs> and and that that like I feel like that really demonstrates the the talent of Chris Hemsworth to be able to say such a hilarious joke, yeah. but straight face right. and serious. Yeah. Yeah. It really plays into Thor because Thor is not like, it's a joke and it's funny because he means it. He's not actually trying to make fun of his name. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, this, the, the, the jokes in this so movie. Good. Okay. My thing with the, with the MCU uh, is that the jokes are great when they land really mm-hmm. well. Yeah. And the only actors who I see really landing the jokes well are Tony yep. Stark or the actors, Robert Downey Jr. and Chris yep. Yeah, They land their jokes so well. That's so funny. I had written down in my notes, like, Chris Hemsworth as Thor and then our um, Robert Downey Jr. as um, Iron Man. They're both so charismatic. And I was wondering if you guys mm-hmm. felt one of them, like, played it a little bit better than the other. Yeah, a little behind-the-scenes fun fact. So Chris Hemsworth, one of the reasons why he wanted to, he liked this role or wanted to 
was interested in this role after reading the script was the jokes. And he felt confident that he could land those jokes because he felt like, okay, this isn't a well-known character. And he's he's a character in a context that's, context that's very hard to understand because there's a lot of like political galactic stuff. And he felt like the jokes could help the audience connect with the conflict that he's going through because it's an alien mm. conflict. Mm. So that's one of the reasons why he was interested in taking this role. That he did. <laughs> yeah, great. no, it was funny. It was funny. I, I had fun just seeing him try to figure out Earth culture. So, yeah, that was, yeah. That was one of the good, good elements of this movie. My other favorite part was when he goes to the pet store and says, I need a horse. <laughs> I need a horse. I need a horse. Oh, we, we don't sell horses. <laughs> I need a horse. Give me the oh, biggest no. one. Well, I need something. I, I can ride. I need, I need something big enough to ride. <laughs> oh, nine years later, and it's still funny. Oh man, no, seriously, it's yeah. so good. It's so good. Another. I honestly think that this is why the movie holds up. Uh, the humor. I think. Yeah, I think I think this is one of the reasons why this movie holds up, uh, because the jokes are like timeless, like. The jokes aren't pigeonholed. It's literally like, okay, like this is a character who's, this is his first time on Earth. And all the jokes are hilarious because he's not trying to. Joke. Yeah. Even uh, Dr. Selvig, when they were at that bar and he he's he yeah. was just going to take a sip and then he sees Thor keep drinking. He's just like, oh, really? Oh, you go drink. Okay. I could, I could is do it too. I could go too, man. Like, and then he comes back to the, the trailer. He's like, ah, Thor, I still don't think the god of lightning and i drunk mm-hmm. more than you because mm-hmm. i drunk more than you mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so that even yeah i feel like he had jokes with all the characters or even like it just he just could joke with any character hmm. except darcy i don't like darcy go away yeah. darcy please <laughs> why did the destroyer destroy darcy oh darcy was just kind of there Darcy was. We just needed Doctor Selvig and Coulson. The end. Good afternoon. Good morning. Good night. That's it. That's the only human characters we needed. Darcy definitely hits on that quirky, like scientisty girl more than Natalie Portman's character does. But she is annoying, though. Yeah, she overdoes it. Yeah, way overdoes it. Yeah. Fail. Like, and the quirk, and and the quirky isn't like. I feel like the quirky isn't nerdy enough. It's more sarcastic quirky. Yeah, it's like um, like hipster. She's more like a hipster than a nerdy girl anyway. At least that's how she came off to me. Yeah. I don't know about hipster, but I think she's like, touting that line. Yeah, she. it's not that like... Yeah, she's not nerdy. It's. It's. I think it's... She's quirky, but like she's also just like... She's not really shy. She's not... There's, there's no, it's almost like there's, there's no depth to the movie. Yeah, she's Even, there. Yeah. And she, she keeps young. saying Mia yeah. Mia. Like, just stop saying <laughs> Mia Mia. Just don't say it. If you can't pronounce it correctly, just don't say it. Stop yeah. annoying me. You're, you're, you're lucky Black Widow exists because you would have replaced her as the most annoying character. Oh, man. Because Darcy is annoying. Darcy is annoying. Anyway. The actress that plays Darcy, I feel like she plays the same person in all all her roles. Like she's got yeah. hashtag yeah. facts. So like when I saw her, I'm like, okay, we're just gonna get 
more of the same. Mm. Yeah. You know how in like these Marvel movies there's always like a group of maybe two or three people that are in the movie, they're like supporting characters, but they're meant to be like a little like somebody in that group is meant to be comic relief, or maybe the whole group is comic yeah. relief. I feel like that's what she was trying to be there for, and she just wasn't. No, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like 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 out of them out of them three with Jane Foster, uh Darcy, and then uh Selvig. Selvig is the only one that has any sort of depth. Yes, and connection with I Thor. Like. Yeah. That's all you just yeah. needed Selvig. Like that's it. It's even worse when the end credit it's even worse because in the end credit scene, Samuel Jackson does not recruit Darcy. He does not recruit Natalie Portman. Nick Fury Selvig. So that's that just worry that's all you needed. That's, that's it. You just need him. I'm sorry. This movie could have been a B plus. But it would be boring though. Nah, he has. He could. If you gave him dialogue that was funny, he could work with it. Because the problem is, he his role is so small. Because you got to take care of the other two ladies. The movie's two hours. How much time could he have? He would have more if he had more screen time. You could probably write more jokes for him. Like that one bar scene, I think could could have been a sign of like, oh, maybe if you gave him. Gave them more time together. I don't know. Hmm. I, I see what you mean. Like the time that the time that all three of them took on the screen, it, that could have been taken up by just Thor and so Exactly, yeah. and it would have been better. Yeah, because she had to say "mia mm-hmm. mia" every five minutes. Then she had I she had to. Was... Then the other lady had to get all googly eyed because he he he's he's he could be a you know a a Zumba trainer or something. So it's like they had to give them time. So it's like there's only table scraps for Selvig, table scraps to work with. I I agree with you, but I don't agree with you because I feel like what the girls bring it, it is a lot of annoyance, but it's like more colorful. I think I think you're right. They do need to write Selvig more like more dialogue and more interesting things. But I also think it'll just be boring. It'll be a lot of guys just talking. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, how many women are in this? Sif, the mom. Yes. Sif and that'll be it. Yeah, Sif yeah, and the mom. Started. Don't get me started on Sif. No, I like Sif. No, I like Sif <laughs> too. I'm just like I'm. She should Thor should have hooked up with Sif instead of daggone Jane Foster. But anyway, <laughs> go ahead. I I felt bad. No, I felt bad you about that. Bad. No, 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 no. Hear me out. Hear me out. Because I agree with you. In the end of the movie, I like there was that one dialogue with Sif and uh, Thor's mm-hmm. mom. And she she tells Sif like, yeah, he his heart's for someone else, and I'm like, dang it, Thor, like you just met this woman, she's googling, she's googling whatever, googly eyed over you or whatever, and and she's googling you, <laughs> she's googly eyed, and she's googling you, she's looking you up, and and you have like someone who you know much You're longer. You're day one. Has some Had your back. Like, I don't know. That would have that would have convinced like romantically, that would have convinced right. a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And they, and then and then at the end, they kind of just write it off. We don't explore that at all. We don't it's it's I don't know. It wasn't treated as as if the movie cared about that. Yeah. 
Well, in earlier in the movie, were there was there any like romance between those two? I don't. No, think so. there I didn't, wasn't. I didn't that, see that's it, just but, personal wish yeah, wish fulfillment. That like, I would want to see it, but there wasn't. It yeah. wasn't there in the movie. Because that's why that line at the end, I'm like, oh, I don't really care because the movie didn't even allude to the fact that they might be in love or vice versa or whatever. So I'm like, whatever, that's her loss. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, outside of the movie, isn't there actually like a storyline with the comics where they actually are a thing, at least at some point? Yes, yes, yes. Thor and Sith? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought I saw something like that. I'm totally team Sif, but they didn't put that in the film, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, I said, so I said don't get me started on Sif, not because I don't like Sif. I, I have um, something later on that I'm not okay. sure. But I agree with you, Elise. I, Elise and Rinaldi, I, uh, Lady Sif, I feel like could have had a bigger role, could have, could have been, I don't know, involved in the story a little mm-hmm. bit more. I know what the movie was trying to do with including Jane Foster because that's that's his lowest lane basically, right. and yeah, and with and but I I just think that Natalie Portman, uh, they did, I don't think they wrote her character well. No, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think they they gave they I think I think um, the director Alan what's his name Alan Taylor, no, um, it's um Kenneth Brought it's I Kenneth Brought. Alan Taylor, oh, okay. he Alan did the Taylor. sequel. He did two. Oh, he did the yeah, second yeah. one. Gotcha, gotcha. He did, so he did so Yeah, Kenneth Branagh did the first got one. Got you, okay. Yep. Got you, okay. So I think what he uh, what he ended up doing was he watched a Disney movie uh, before he started filming her, filming her scenes. That's, That's what I think. Fun I, fact. I think he watched... Yes. Kenneth Branagh, the director of Thor 1... Was um, one of the professors in Harry Potter, uh, Lockhart, the one that was incompetent. Oh, yeah, yeah, the one that he used yeah. Ron's broken wand and he got his memory erased. So uh, I feel yeah. like he took. Yeah. I feel like he was hired because of his experience with Harry Potter. Like he was involved with that. Hmm. He was a character in that movie. Yeah, I see. And so it's like. Kind of in a world that like is, I don't know, not like reality yeah, or whatever. Like that fantastical world. I think to your point, Rob, then this movie deserves a prequel so that they can kind of work on that Sif relationship. Yeah. That'd be interesting. I think they could have accomplished that in this movie though. I could really if you if yeah. you were very careful about it. If you were very careful about it, you yeah. could do it. Because obviously you have only two hours, but you plan it out it could be done i think with the right actor or actress in her case i think and i think she's a good actress Mm -hmm. um i think for to to communicate that there is something underneath the table it doesn't take dialogue it takes a look yeah that's fair yeah like it takes a look like after the dialogue or if they're at a party she sees him interacting and it's just it's just the look on her face or her expression or somebody comes up to and to, to her and asks her a question or tries to talk to her and she's distracted it can just take a moment or a few moments throughout the movie uh where something else is being established and we see her uh i don't know just looking at thor the way jane foster looked at thor i don't know it takes a look though yeah I no well i i feel like in that's right. I, I feel like that. the couple moments 
that the camera did focus on her, you saw something that you could interpret, but I guess like to your point, it wasn't enough. Cause I feel like when, um, when they came to ask Loki to like, Oh, Hey, like, can we go, can you like rescind the, of the banishment, you know, like let's, can we get Thor or whatever, you know, and seeing her get fired up when Loki said, no, it don't, it's going to stand. You could kind of see that, Mm. but that wasn't like the romantic, but you can interpret it that way. That was probably more like, this is my homeboy. I can't believe you just, it came up like that. And then, yeah. Yeah. And then if you fast forward to the end though, where um, she's talking to Thor's mom and, you know, they're talking about, oh, how Thor's grieving over Loki right now and because he can't see Jane. Like, when she was kind of, like, looking, like, behind him and stuff, she kind of had something. I saw it, like, kind of looking at his back or just, like, I don't know. Like, it was it was, it was, was a deep concern and, like, a, there, it's I, I saw something in there, mm-hmm. I think. But there wasn't enough of those yeah. to... You know what I mean? Like, I'm saying that because I'm, you know, I'm partially biased here. <laughs> um, yeah, yes, right. <laughs> and I think her character actually does really have something. But, like, again, to your point, if there was more of those, then you can connect it all together and say, okay, this look meant that, that look meant this, and that, yeah, okay, she's in love with them, you know. Um, yeah, I think if this movie was going to play more on the romantic side, then they missed an opportunity with yeah. with uh, with Lady Sif, yeah, um, and that angle. I think they missed an opportunity, mm-hmm. but I think, yeah, I, I think they were just working more on the angle of Thor, his origin story, how he uh, how he uh, finds Earth, and then the whole uh, situation between him, Loki, and Odin. Mm-hmm. I think that was sort of the primary story of the movie and they were really trying to focus on that because that was i think thor's primary character arc um so i think in that um they may have missed an opportunity to make this uh b-plot romantic movie Mm -hmm. where you know hey if we're gonna make this a little complicated let's make it a romantic movie romance can be complicated when you have someone who you know, likes you, but you're afraid to say it. And this guy likes somebody who's just random. I don't know. Like, Unrequited love. Yeah, I yeah. I, I think there's there's the missed opportunity there if we're going to make this uh, more a little more of a romance. Yeah. Although it wasn't a romance movie overall. but Yeah, but yeah. yeah. What's it feel? They just needed to take their time with it. But it was just kind of like Thor came and then she was just, her eyeballs, I could just see it. I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> The love, the love was in her eyes immediately, and then it was kind of like, okay, yeah, I like you because you're like this mystery man that's hot. And then he got her book back, and now she's like, oh, I love you now. Like, what? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> What's like? Oh my gosh! Oh man. Oh my goodness! I I mean, I guess love at first sight can exist, but I just, I, I I personally, I like the development. That's that's a that's 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 just attraction at first sight. I ain't love at first. That that's that's gotta be 
That's got to be a, like a look in passing or something, because that was the quickest love at first sight. Yeah, man. It was instantaneous. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! You know, I think in the first episode, um, Rinaldi, I think you mentioned how Marvel has a villain issue. Um, I think they also have a romance issue. Yeah. yeah. So we have Tony and Pepper. They solid. Bruce and Betty. Bruce and Betty, and thumbs down. Bruce and Betty, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Thumbs way down. If Betty wasn't in the movie, that that movie would have been better. Um, because as a single man, he was a more compelling character. Then he got into a relationship, <laughs> and it just it just dropped. Yeah. Now, to be fair, a woman made life worse. No, to, be, to be fair, Tony got better with Pepper, though. Tony got better with Pepper. Tony yeah, became more nice. um compassionate, and he cared about other right. people because Pepper. Right, but the romance part wasn't like for for pepper and tony it didn't seem like the click but obviously she was there as his rock yeah yeah but the romance issue, so you still so feel like there was a romance issue with them too as well i don't know a little bit I think they're just believable though because it's like they were more of colleagues than friends yeah. and then a relationship i feel like that's more believable in just real yeah. life then, oh man, you're hot. Let's get married, have my baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, and then we, yeah, that's it. That's all we got. Tony Pepper and Bruce Betty. That's that will. That's what we've covered so far. So, what about the action? How do you guys feel about the action elements of this movie? I mean, I don't. To me, it wasn't an action film. It wasn't. Yeah. Um, I mean, they went to Jotunheim. They kind of did a little something, something. Came back. <laughs> <laughs> he was, you know, the store was on Earth. The yeah. destroyer came. They did a little something, something again. And then, it, and then yeah. he goes back. It just kind of was like little quick pieces of something. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it wasn't really. It was, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it definitely did not feel like an action film. And even the action that was in the movie, I've seen much better. Yeah. This it, it feels like it was just kind of in there. It just existed. Yeah. Thor has to fight someone, so here they go. And even in the end, um, I don't even know what happened to the Destroyer. There was like this big cloud. They were up in the oh, air yeah. all of a sudden. And then they just kind of just disappeared or something. I Like, I missed something because... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because if I'm watching this and I'm like, yo, like, like this thing just smacked Thor once, tossed him five yards, okay, and, you know, he, Thor's going to come back and, and beat this guy, well, we got to see how he's going to do it. What's Thor going to do? And then they're in this tornado and then they're in the sky and, like, now they're not. Like, like I don't know. That's, again, another missed opportunity, I think. You could have had a really good action shot. I think um, there were some cool things that they did, but um, like early on with uh, Lady Sif when she had the the sword in the, the destroyer's neck yeah. or whatever, I thought that was cool. But I just I don't know. I didn't think that action was the point of the yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. I think like Katie said in the review, it's basically Hallmark for Marvel. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. So it's like a it's a family drama in a romance with some <laughs> politics sprinkled on top. But Hallmark does a better job with romance, doesn't it? Like Hallmark does better. I just I'm sorry, guys. I'm I'm really just like <laughs> the family. I feel like the Loki Thor drama was good. That that pulled me in. That conflict. Yeah, it was. That's the meat of the movie. Yeah, that was that was the. Um, was the good. action scenes were interesting ideas that were not. It's kind of like a dad that says, hey, I'm going to work on this at-home project. I'm going to build you a treehouse, Fergie, because you're my little girl. I love you. I'm going to build you a nice little mm-hmm. treehouse. And it's half finished. So you appreciate <laughs> you appreciate your dad's heart for you, but he didn't finish his job. That's what this, this action in the movie is. It's like they're interesting ideas, but they're not complete. And they're, they're brief, so... You kind of wish they expanded upon them. Well, I'm curious, like, what movies out there has a good blend of romance and, like, action? Like, is is that such movie exist? <sighs> um, the first Born Identity movie was had a good... Well, I thought it was a good romance. I don't know if other people do. I have to watch it again. But anybody who... Yeah, but anybody who sees Born Identity, they're not going for the romance. <laughs> not known as a romance movie. Oh, uh... I don't know. I'd have to Google it, man. I can't. Yeah, that's that's a good question. Yeah, I, nothing comes to mind for me. Yeah, and I don't even think that. I mean, the movie doesn't need to classify itself. Twilight. Like, that's the that's woman. the one, right? Yeah. Oh. No, 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 no. no. Okay, guys. Okay, that was sarcasm. That was. That was that was sarcasm. Oh I, I will not be serious. Run around in the woods and pretend it hurt me for twenty five seconds. First of all, the action in that movie is the action in those movies is worse than what we saw in Thor first, and we know we oh, know yeah, how bad the right, romance right. was. So let you know, I was being sarcastic. Wow! <laughs> I think you just look for like the most cheesiest <laughs> romantic movie that you could find. Hey, this has some fighting in it. Here you go, Twilight. Fighting. Oh, you got far off. Fighting. Yeah. Fighting. <laughs> yeah. Fighting. <laughs> I can't. You, you, you call it. You call it fighting. <laughs> okay, so what did you guys think about this Thor Loki, this Thor Loki conflict? I, I think it's one of the best conflicts we're gonna get out of these movies. Yeah, I think that out of everything in this movie, whether it be things that did not work, things that did work, this was one of the, the them two on the screen mm-hmm. together, uh, and just their conflict overall. It's probably the thing that works perfectly. Yeah. What about Odin? Uh, Odin. Uh, yeah, his role in it too. Um, I liked him. I think that worked too. Um. I just, I don't know. Some, I don't like to be confused. <laughs> if that yeah. makes sense. So, so, cause, cause, I, I just feel like Odin's plan is, well, for one, it, you know, I feel like his plan is very, very, it's not clear, like at all. Yeah. Right when you think you know his plan, halfway through the movie, if not like later on, like he reveals some weird crazy plan later on and then like you're like wait where did that come from i thought you wanted to banish him from like, yeah you know? and so 
And that's probably where Loki learned that from because Odin is a lot like that. He's, he does, he has his one plan mm. and this is what he's, he's communicating, but underneath the table, he's doing some weird shady stuff. Yeah. What mm. about you ladies? I liked it. I thought it was really good. I think anyone that has siblings or a younger sibling, you can relate to kind of that, that hostility that, Oh, I want to be mom's favorite or I want to be dad's favorite. Like, why are you like this? So I thought it was very real, very believable. Also, some parts I'm like, this is kind of like yeah. Lion King, low key, <laughs> low key, low key, mm. um, with um, you know Scar and um, Mufasa, yeah, Mufasa. Almost forgot his name, um, but I I loved it. I think it was it was really well done. Um, I feel like also when you go to watch a Thor movie, you're going for Thor and Loki. It's not just Thor himself. So it, it was great. Yeah, no, I liked it um, kind of based off of what Fergie was saying, you know, kind of have that sibling rivalry that's very realistic. But I think what made it even deeper and where you could kind of sympathize with him was when you found out like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm not even from I'm not from here. Like, dad, okay, what's what's good? Like, were you going to tell me, you know, so it's just like just knowing his background that he's not actually um his son was just like oh dang and then it now it plays into his um what he's thinking like oh well this is probably why you you never thought I was worthy because like I'm not even really your son so it's just like I like how that builds on each other and just how it gets fleshed out so yeah I, I liked it hmm so what did we like about this movie Ooh. Are we are we trying to get into it? Yeah, or? we want you wanna you wanna you wanna dance, Rob? Like they say in the old Western movies. Um, wait, do I want to dance? Like in the old Western movies, that's what they'd say. It, like it leading oh, up to a battle, yeah, leading up to a battle. Oh, I yeah. got you. I got you. You want to tussle? You want to tussle, you. young fella? So so. <laughs> Put him in the Odin sleep. <laughs> what was that? What was that? Put him into Odin. Yo, he's in Odin sleep right now. Shakespearean eight mile. Wow. It's Shakespearean, it's Shakespearean, Shakespearean eight mile up in here. That, where's where's that, Odin? He's in Odin is so whack. You will have to look at thy back because I speak truth. <laughs> If you're if you're looking for me and I'm sleeping, please tell anybody who's looking for me. Oh, he's in Rob's sleep. <laughs> he's in. Oh, she's in Fergie's sleep. Fergie's sleep. <laughs> oh, he's in Odin's sleep right now. What does that even mean? It's. Uh, how do I get into it? it? It's. It was in the comics, and I don't know. the the movie. Uh, but, but but it I is kind of corny. I, I'm. I in, in the context of this movie, it's corny. <laughs> Elise, what were you saying? When when you a king, you can slap your name on anything. Who's gonna stop you? It's Odin. <laughs> 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 like, you know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you want to make a national order for people to go to sleep? Be like, I right, everybody, we got a curfew. 
by nine o'clock, you're old and sick. That's it. Like, you can do what you want. You know? No. <laughs> there the it is. Yeah, no. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> you're Yo, oh, sweet. <laughs> oh, oh, at least you're stupid. <laughs> that sounds like a line. Oh, man, that's hilarious. That was so good. Okay. I do have one thing too before you guys go into what you hate. There are so many scenes or like little quick scenes where Loki is is um creeping and I'm like, why is this man always creeping? He's already coming out of corners, behind pillars, and like lurking and then attacks. I'm like, yeah, yeah. No, he needs to calm down with that. Yeah, but but it also makes you wonder, and I, again, we're not going forward, but just in this whole universe, if he's just lurking around in these movies and nobody notices him, where is he showing up in these other movies? And we don't see him. Hmm. That's why he's able to. I don't know. I'm, it kind of play. It kind of plays it, into but, his yeah. deceptive, like nature in how even mm-hmm. in conflict he'll use deception and illusion. So I think that's why they. Yeah. 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 I mean, in 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 actual mythology, Loki's a trickster god, right? Yeah. So he kind of yeah. like. That's kind of his yeah. Thing. He's in the background, kind of fiddles with things, and he's like, "All right, let me see what's good." Like you know, so I think, I think part of it may be him knowing his strengths. Maybe that's just part of his strategy. Like, okay, well, all right, let me not. Like, I really, I'm not really a brawler, so like, let me kind of do stuff on the side over here, or like you know, just to kind of, I guess, minimize risk, even. Could be just a possible strategy that he has. I don't yeah. know. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Well, if we have uh, nothing else to share, if there's any other points that we want to share, uh, we are going to begin a segment which we call a little R and R. Overall, <laughs> movie was okay. For a fish out of water movie, it was a worse ET, <laughs> but a better Kazam. <laughs> Despite Stud Muffin Thor and Dreamy Eyes Heimdall, this movie suffers in one thing, and this one thing is supporting characters, specifically Lady Sif and the Warriors Three. We always overlook them and we always forget about them. Even in the scene where he runs into them. When they're in Asgard, he runs into them, they're catching up, and he's talking about their plan, or his plan, Thor's plan. And they they try to get Thor to doubt. And, and Thor goes, hey, Warriors 3, don't you remember back when we did this? Don't you remember back when we did this? No, Thor, I don't remember. I have not seen that movie. I want to see that movie. I don't care about your chemistry. I don't care about your history. Chemistry needs to be witnessed and not told to me. That is my one gripe I have with this movie 
supporting characters. And the same thing applies for everything else in regards to supporting characters. With Jane Foster, with Darcy, whoever else is supporting characters in four. While this movie has a great star cast, it suffers, unfortunately, with a very weak writing for supporting characters. Four and Loki, a conflict that is the focal point for the entire MCU. A conflict that basically shapes the world of movies revolving around Thor and the rest of the Avengers. We get to see the origin of that in this movie, Thor 1. And it's a conflict that drew my attention from start to finish. Unfortunately, we had to focus on other storylines involving the supporting characters. But there is potential in these supporting characters. There is a glimmer of hope to help these supporting characters. Because much like the show, the popular game show on ABC, some of these supporting characters were the weakest link. Number one, Darcy. Go away. Stop saying mia mia. It's annoying. It's very childish. You are a college student. <laughs> And you sound like a four-year-old that wants to get attention from her mom. Well, I'm sorry. Jane is not your mom. She's an immature teenage girl who sees a hot guy who could be the quarterback of a football team without his shirt off and for some reason wants to commit her life to him. Even though multiple people with highly skilled backgrounds such as Agent Coulson, multiple medical personnel, and your mentor, Dr. Selvig, believe he is insane. But it doesn't matter. He has a hot bod. So therefore, I will put my financial, my future, and my professional tr trust in this man. Both of you need to go away. Bye-bye. See you later. Have a good night. Hopefully, this is a lesson to future directors on how to write supporting characters. Supporting characters are not bad. They can be helpful. You just have to pick the right ones. I feel like we're on the same page on that, if I'm being honest. <laughs> I Yeah, I, I feel like this movie could be so much better if they were able to utilize their supporting characters more. When you look at... Um, uh, I don't want to jump ahead, but they're, they're just other movies yeah. um, that... that people love that we love um and part of it isn't just because we love the star but we love the supporting cast as well we know what they're gonna yeah do. yeah i mean i think even yeah i think i think i think it's just a matter of time you only have two hours so the less characters maybe the more time given to the better characters maybe they can do more interesting things instead of just talking about doing interesting things. Because that was kind of annoying too. That was, hey, Thor, remember when we went to Veckenheim or Eiffelheim and we we were surrounded by, you know, 300 <laughs> men to one and we, I'm like, yo, can I see that? Because we got an action scene that didn't reflect that at all. 
<laughs> yeah. We got a scene where it looked like, you know, a schoolyard fight, not an epic war battle. Mm. Yeah, I just think that they could have used the, the supporting cast, the, the supporting cast uh, better. Um, it's just tough when you know you you need these characters because of the comic books, but it didn't seem like the director knew what to do with them. Nah, Kenneth Branagh is mm. a fantasy type dude. He's not a comic book dude, so. I, I know I read it, I read an interview where he said he read through the comics, like the whole cast did, but that's not his background, so maybe it just didn't connect with him when he was making the movie. Let me ask you guys then, how would you make this movie better? Like, who would you cast? Who would you recast? Would you change the ending? What would you? Hmm. How would you make it an A plus movie? Now again, somewhere interesting. <laughs> Maybe instead of this is gonna sound dramatic, radical. This is gonna sound radical, okay? And it's gonna sound weird, but you get Sigourney Weaver. Oh wow! To okay. be to be Doctor Eric Selvin's Selvig's wife, oh. and she's gonna you know she's gonna go up to Thor and be like, yo. Are you are you insane? Are you really the 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 the, the prince of uh, thunder, the thunder god? Because I just want to know. I just I, I'm not here to play games, man. Because you put my husband's life on the line. Like Scorny Weaver don't play, and she could just be his wife. Like she doesn't have to be a scientist. Like Selvig can just be the scientist. Because you don't you only need one dude to tell Thor the science. You don't need three people. So he could be the <laughs> scientist, and she could just be the comic relief. Like she could even hold a shotgun to Coulson's head when he, she he, she when Coulson tried to take the research, she'd be like, "Wait, what you doing? Messing with my husband's like, boom! That problem one of the problems is solved right there." Um, what else do you do? Hmm. I think you got to get rid of the Warriors Three. I like I I like them in the comics. They're really fun, but. And I think the actors, in the little bit they, the scenes that they had, you could tell that, okay, they have the ability to be charismatic and fun, and they do care about Thor, that they just didn't have enough time, because there's all, all this other stuff they had to do. So they literally should have just been Easter eggs. Like, they should just show up at the beginning, when Thor was about to be crowned king, and be like, yo, what up, brother? And then, boom, they're gone. Like, hey, hey, comic book fans, they, they were here. They were there. <laughs> They dap Thor up real quick and boom. And Sif, that's it. Sif is the only, it, the him and Sif, Selvig and Sigourney Weaver, that gives Aegis Elba more to do because it's less characters. Coulson more to do, less characters. And and then you got to come up with some better action sequences. You got to actually start what you finish because they would start something and then it would end. So you gotta expand. You gotta like make it like a war movie, like Save It Private Wine. Like you gotta have like strategy. Like okay, like you you guys go on the backside, protect, and then you you guys go up above and shoot, you know, arrows, you know, down, and then we're gonna go uh, circle around like strategy, like you know, like Game of Thrones type stuff. So that that those are my fixes. 
I like that. Sigourney Weaver's a good choice. Yeah. Because in the actual movie, they're whining mm-hmm. about take, getting the research stolen. They're like, oh, why is the research gone? Why did that Colson gossip? <laughs> Sigourney Weaver would be like, yo, get off my, get off my husband's research. <laughs> okay, so first of all, Rinaldi, that's a this, these are good notes. I was actually just like writing some of your like ideas down because um, I love that casting of Sigourney Weaver, and I like the dynamic that having Selvig's wife be there. I, I love that dynamic so much better than having just three or two younger girls. Or even an ex-wife would be fun um, too. Oh, that would be funny if she was the ex-wife. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that would be funny. That would be funny. Yeah, that would be hilarious. I just think that, like, for someone to be in the movie to keep Selvig Selvig in check, that's what is kind of missing. Because we had that a little bit with Coulson, kind of. Uh, But I I think there needs to be tension with that character, too. But here are some of the things that I would change. Um, not so much, uh, a casting choice. I think for the most part, they did okay with the casting. Um, if I could add a character, I, I can't think of a character to add other than someone for Selvig. But some of the things that I would change is I would remove Darcy completely. Yes. I would just get her out of the movie. Amen. Thor, 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 Thor is enough comic relief by himself. He's enough comic relief by himself. Okay, um, I would keep Natalie Portman, and I would <laughs> add that I would add that no, I would keep Natalie okay. Portman. She does not suffer with bad acting; she suffers with poor writing. Mm. Oh, okay. So I would I would keep her because now that we just removed this other girl, we have time to work on Natalie Portman, and now we can include that secondary, low key, under the table like relationship with Lady Sif. Okay. We can include that that relationship dynamic, that tension that Thor does not know about. Nobody knows about but Lady Sif. And at some point in the movie, maybe it's revealed that I don't know um, that that one of Lady Sif's friends or even Thor's mom uh, realizes she takes notice and she goes, "Hey, listen, I'm a woman. I know. I can I can see it. Something. I don't know. Uh, um, that's cool. Something like that. Mm-hmm. But." So I would I would I would add those I would add those to the movie as far as the Warriors three not including Lady Sif okay I would keep Lady Sif in the movie but the Warriors three I would save them for the post credit scene oh. oh that's clever yeah because again these are characters we want to work on and invest in and spend time with you save them for a post credit yeah. scene because this movie is obviously trying to build up yeah. to something you also if we're trying to build characters to put around Thor, you save the Warriors 3 for a post-credit scene. That way the fans go nuts and you have time to work on these characters and other characters that were already in the movie. We've been investing in them already. So you have that. And then, um, as far as the whole uh, dynamic with Thor and Loki and then Loki finding out that he's adopted, I would save that for the third act of the movie. Oh, yeah, because that was Um, in the middle of the second act. Yeah, I would save that for the third act of the yeah. movie. And here's why I would save that for the third act. Throughout the whole movie, there can be that huge question mark of why is Loki doing all this? Why is Loki being deceitful? Why is he playing two sides of the fence? Why is he doing this? And even Loki is seeing weird things take place with 
relationship with Thor and Odin and whatever, and always wanting the throne. And I think the movie overall, just if I could park there for a second, I think the movie overall should focus on the the throne of Asgard. That that should be the the primary arc of the movie, and Loki's mission mm. is to get on that throne. But in pursuit of that throne, with his deceitful ways, he finds out later on that he's adopted, and that's when he has that confrontation with Odin. Then a huge fight breaks out, we end up at the bridge, all of that takes place. I think if you save that in the end, you create enough tension for that to matter enough. That's what I would do. Those are some of the changes I would do with the movie. Now, obviously, you move things around, and... You know, you have to add and take away from the stories. But those are the bigger parts of the story that I would change. Wow. Dang. Wow. I love Sigourney Weaver. I feel like she would knock it out of the park. I think it's wise going with an um, a, a woman that's older as opposed to younger. Um, just to kind of add a bit more depth to the whole movie. Um, but I like the way Rob laid it out. Like, he would just rearrange certain things and i think it makes the movie more compelling um and even though rob's movie doesn't have sigourney weaver i think i would rather watch that one but yeah so sigourney weaver would just kill it but mm. yeah i think rearranging the movie is a smart choice i think out of the two i probably would go with rob's um direction um just because i like the yeah, like Darcy, yeah, get her out of here, right? Um, but, you know, just um, the idea of leaving, the idea of having more time to develop other things so that it doesn't feel rushed and there can be more of a progression. Because I think, like, yeah, I think that was one of the biggest things that was wrong with the supporting characters is just that they were kind of there and it was just bam. But it was like, I right, but how <laughs> and so um yeah so i i like your edits um rob of developing the the whole sift thing not i'm not being biased but i just i just i do think it's good nah, it is, <laughs> um, with you. but yeah sith just using is... more time so it's not so chunky and it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like okay main plot and then these random things that are just like oh just kind of hanging there it can still you can still go with the whole fight for the throne, but also have the other elements that you can then use in sequels, mm -hmm. you know, having to go like that. Hey. It's two for two. Yeah. It's two for two. Yeah. But that was a, bro, I, I love that casting. Yeah. Um, so Grindy Weaver is a perfect casting for a wife or ex-wife for, for Selvig. I think yeah. that would dramatically improve. Yeah. For, for, for sure, for sure. Um, so I have one silly question. Um, we're nearing the end. So I think the earlier podcast, we did ask a silly question about like our Iron Man suit customizations. Uh, so this question is, who is the better father? Howard Stark or Odin? Yo! Oh, I was not ready for that. Wow, you said that was a silly question. That's a great question. Yeah, seriously. Oh, you just asked all the questions. Who's the better father? Daddy! 
I feel like my gut instinct is Odin because like he talks to his kids and he at least interacts with them on a certain level. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's a hard one. That's a very hard one. <laughs> Because they're both pretty bad. It's like death by fire, death by shot by guns. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, they both make interesting choices, but I think I'm leaning toward Odin. Um, and I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I say that because he was actually present. Um, I think what we see with Howard Stark, it's, it's kind of like posthumously, you know, yeah. seeing some of this stuff. So I think that's probably why I'm saying what I'm saying, but I don't know. Odin kind of was like, he, he tried to teach Thor. He tried to say, hey, you yeah. know, you're not ready. You're not ready to be king. And, you know, he, he tried. And then he, he kind of like, when Loki confronted him, then he kind of had that I don't know if you guys thought it was weird, but he kind of like collapsed on the stairs. He did that to argue with you. Like I remember when whenever I was getting punished by my mom, and my mom would take like get the belt out, I would play dead too. Like he did the mom. I would play dead. He did the mom from Nutty Professor. He's like, I love you. But he's the father, so it's supposed to be yeah. right. So why is he collapsing on the stairs? Yeah, yeah my man Odin needed life alert. He got that. He needed life alert. Yeah, so um, he needed life alert. Yeah, where was I going with that? Oh my god! Sorry, I'm sorry. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm myself. But you were saying that they had this confront confrontation. Myself. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I think he tried to teach his kids. And whatever, mm-hmm. but yeah, he just—he's I mean, old, old man, I guess. So, time for Odin sleep, and he wasn't yeah. able to impart more. <laughs> At least what we see, but so I think I don't know. I think in a weird way, this is gonna sound weird, but I think Howard Stark was the better father. And here's why. First, without Howard Stark, Tony would be dead. He'd be D-E-A-D dead. Because number one, Tony was immature. He was so immature. He didn't realize his business partner was trying to kill him. And if he didn't have, like, the, the blueprints for the original arc reactor, Tony wouldn't have made the thing that was inside his chest. Who made the original arc reactor? His daddy made the original arc reactor. So that that alone is more helpful than Odin, who just yelled at his son and said, you're a greedy, selfish, crude boy. <laughs> like, how does that help <laughs> Thor do anything? Like, but he it, never it, even told Tony where it was, though, or anything. He just left Tony to figure it out. But Tony, but but Howard knew Tony was smart enough to figure it out. Mm-hmm. He had confidence in his sons. Odin had no confidence in his son, <laughs> which is what made Loki go insane. Because he's like, wait, you didn't think I could handle this? If you told me as a child, you thought I couldn't handle it? 
Because what excuse do you have? All yeah. you have, to, you're basically caught in the open. You're like, you're exposed. You're like, yeah, I didn't think you could handle this, so I kept it from you. That's not helpful. Like, Dang. and then with with Thor, he yeah. literally was five seconds away, five seconds from giving him the throne if Loki didn't do Loki stuff. That's and then what would have happened to Asgard? So this this brother was like he Howard. Like this. Yeah, because how this is what Howard. Because a father is supposed to prepare prepare your son. No, I'm saying the father is yeah. supposed to prepare the son. Okay, when you're older, you got things okay. you got to take care of. It, can you do it or not? If you can do it, here's what I'm going to give you to make sure you're 100% successful. That's how Howard was going to approach it. He wasn't going to do the old sentimental, like, I'm going to hug you and we're going to play football together. He was like, no, no, Joker. We selling weapons. We selling weapons. And we in the United States of America. You know how many terrorists want to kill us? So I'm going to give you some technology to make sure you can t- handle yourself. All right? If I don't give you a hug, tough noogies. Because at least you're going to be alive. <laughs> well, you know... You know, Odin reminds me of a Haitian father. I love you type of thing. And okay, you know, oh yeah, vagabond, like <laughs> but you know, he he had a heart though. You know, when when Thor was gonna die in his like mortal body, you know, you saw the tear come out. You know, did you feel that? I don't know. Yeah, that, that was a that was a thug t- that was a thug oh. tear right there. Oh my Classic god, thug tear. that tear was interesting. But you make a good point. I can't knock that. I I was um. You know, I was gonna say I was going to say Odin is the better father, but now I'm conflicted mm-hmm. because of what yeah. we said. Because uh, that was such a good point. Um, I, I was gonna ask, you know, if if you think so, him giving the throne, he was like five seconds to give him the throne to to uh, Loki. No, to, to uh, Thor. To, oh, sorry. Yeah, greedy, sorry, sorry, selfish sorry. Thor. <laughs> To greedy, selfish Thor. Yeah, greedy, selfish. Yeah. So he was he was five seconds away from giving it to Thor, uh, and it got screwed up. Whatever. Does that make him a bad father, or does that make him a bad king? Ooh, interesting. Both. Yeah, I would. I was. Yeah, I guess. I guess you're right. It would. It would be both. But I mean, if I had to pick one, I mean, if we had to pick one, which is it? Like, if we had to pick one. Well, okay. Or is it Here's mixed? the thing. Here's the thing. Because a king, because because somebody is going to replace him for the throne and going to be one of his sons. Yeah. Um. So mm-hmm. it is his kingly duty to train up and raise his son. It's basically his kingly duty to be his be a father. Yeah. That that's his kingly duty. <laughs> it doesn't sides. sound like it doesn't sound like that he did a great job doing that. It sounded like okay because normally in that relationship where you have like. We want one dad and then like two siblings, whatever, like a two sons. You know, one of them would turn out like okay or better or or relatively okay. But in this movie, they're both messed up. Yeah, they're both immature. They're both messed up. They're yeah. both immature. They're both messed up in their own way. 
And it's all because of Odin. And so that's probably why I would say that Howard Stark is the better father. Because what Tony Stark is dealing with is a lot of the stuff that we as men who did not grow up with fathers that we deal with. But that does not hinder him from being Tony Stark. It doesn't hinder his confidence. It doesn't hinder, um, you know, him being great. It, it doesn't hinder that. It does trip him up. It does catch him by surprise at times, whatever. And it influences why he jokes the way he jokes and how he avoids things. But I think overall, um, I would say Howard Stark is the better father. My only thing is in Iron Man 2, mm-hmm. when... Tony Stark was watching the footage from like years ago and he was talking about blah, 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 arc reactor, whatever. Um, in the footage, he turns to his son, Tony, and he goes like, hey, hey, little brat, like stop yeah. touching my stuff. Get away. And then five seconds later, he turns to the camera and he goes, you don't know this now, but you're my greatest creation. Like what? Dude, he was, you're just in the room with him. <laughs> You were just in the room yeah, with him. But he was like what, four years old. He was yeah, yeah. He was like he no, was no, a toddler. No, no. He was I, a toddler. He was four years <laughs> three, four years old. <laughs> yeah. So that's just that's a small example. I mean, I think if I was a father, I'd do the same thing. Yeah. But I think I think I um think, Howard was training the new the next CEO of Stark Industries. He wasn't raising a son. But it's mm-hmm. kind of the same though. It is the same. It's the same. It's a big position. Yeah, it's not like he's you know it's like a local carpentry shop or whatever. It's like a big corporation that deals with weapons. I I think there is a difference, you know, with with what Rinaldi's saying. There's a difference between having a successor and a son. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could coincide, but you could raise your child to strictly just be a business person. Like, okay, I just want to leave my business in good hands and whatever and you're just caring about your legacy as opposed to like actually um giving that emotional support and love to your child so i i don't yeah they i think they could be exclusive possibly but you know it's better if it's one so in that case that they're only focusing on raising successors but not sons Hmm. Which is uh, which yeah. is a little selfish. A little. Father's Day is a very depressing day in Marvel's <laughs> in that universe. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think Odin did love Thor. Yeah. I think he was he very concerned about the successor, and that was that seemed to be a big priority. But seeing him actually like, even though he was in Odin's team, you know, you could see the tear. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. That so tear, did. man. He had a tear. <laughs> Yeah, I think you have convinced me. I think Howard is a better father. Yeah, I think I think Thor loves. I think think Thor. I'm sorry, Odin loves his son more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Odin loves his son more, but as as far as a father, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, he didn't. He didn't. He seems like the type of father that would withhold punishment. Does anyone have good parents? Like, come on. Uh, yeah, well, we'll, we'll get to, to that. We could get Thor to that. Both parents, though, out of all the other um, yeah. characters. Frigga, Frigga was a great mom. She was there yeah. for the kids. Yeah. Well, so did so so did Tony. Oh yeah, Tony's really? mom was good. Yeah, she cared about Tony. He had yeah, he had both parents up yep. until. I mean, this is obviously we're talking future, but yeah. he had him up until yeah. he, he was a teenager. 
yeah. There's, there's some. I think there's mm-hmm. some characters with good parents, but we'll we'll get to it. I mean, we're gonna cover yeah. more movies. There's definitely yeah. some with bad. <laughs> yeah, but we're seeing the theme where like, okay, father yeah. issues. It's it's happening. Throughout. Daddy. <laughs> it's throw up. Yeah. Can't be a hero without parents. Yeah. Then I guess not. I mean, unless well, Batman, you know, kicked it off. So. <laughs> so um, I don't know if there's anything you guys want to add or. or oh, wait. What's up? We gotta rank them. Oh, we gotta yeah. rank them. Oh, rank, rank, rank. I almost blew it. We gotta rank, rank, rank. <laughs> All right. So who's going first? Fergie's become a radio DJ. I'm gonna get hit a home run on my list. Let's see here. I am going to say Iron Man one, uh, Thor, Iron Man two, and then the Hulk. That is that is where yeah I I, I agree with that. I co-sign. Please. Yeah, that's my list. I I literally wrote it down. I have Iron Man, Thor, Iron Man two, Hulk. Yeah. What about you, yeah. Rinaldi? Yeah, same list. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for it. I was trying, like, I was trying I to drag it out. Conflicting. Yeah, what is the creates of drama? <laughs> same list. <laughs> yeah, wait, Thor, Iron Man 1, Iron Man 2 Hulk? Wait. That, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so, so it's a sandwich. It's Thor is the bread, Hulk yeah. is the bread. Iron Man one and two is the meat. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Same list. All right. Yeah. Uh, All right. Yeah, that's it. We got, we awesome. Got that wow. So you you think well, that well, uh, uh, thank you guys. dad and yet Thor wins, huh? Wait, at least oh, what'd you say? Dang. Wait, at least what'd you say? <laughs> He's dying. I said so. You think that? Right. Don't don't make me laugh. I said, so you think Howard Stark's the better dad, and yet Thor has the number one spot on your list? <laughs> it was a stupid joke. Oh, okay. Awesome. That's a review on uh, Thor. Uh, next time we get together in our next episode, what are we going to review? Captain America, the first oh, Avenger. Oh, we go. We go to. This is gonna be good. Yeah, we go to the forties. Oh, so we gonna geez. hear some of that baseball sound effects. Oh man, oh man. Well, um, yeah. Next time we get together, we're gonna do a review on Captain America, the first Avenger. That is going to be a very interesting one. So um, please tune in. Uh, And for those of us listening, thank you so much. See you guys later.